Gary DePaul with Unlabeled Leadership. Welcome to episode 92, Alex Gamro enables people by leading. Here's a shout out to listeners in Ohio, specifically in Akron, Athens, and Lakewood, and in North Carolina, Taylorsville, Washington, Raleigh, and Hickory. With that, let's get started. On a few occasions, I've met people who have made the transition from teaching in the public schools to working in corporate America. Alex is one of those people. At GP Strategies, he works as the marketing and communication lead for GM dealership training. In a recommendation, someone wrote this about Alex. Alex has proven time and time again he knows how to help people grow. It has been a pleasure getting to know Alex not only professionally, but also personally. He is an incredible father, friend, and all-around good, honest, hardworking individual. I think that accurately summarizes who Alex is. Part 1. Executing Tasks Instead of Leading Recently, I read in Harvard Business Review how there's a gap between when someone starts in management and when they actually get training in leadership. Part of this might be due to the organization they work for, but also part of it might be the individual themselves where they don't want to invest in themselves or in developing leadership for whatever reason. In this story, Alex talks about how he just wasn't interested in leadership and pretty much wanted to avoid it, but someone said something to Alex that changed his perspective. Here's Alex. It's probably a little bit more than 10 years ago now. It was I was at a point where I felt like I was running away from a lot of things, leadership. <laughs> so I really just wanted to execute, right? I didn't want any kind of stress or pressure of kind of being in front of anything. I didn't want the responsibility. I was just kind of like, I just wanted to like do, right? I just want to kind of be in the background, just be like a worker bee. But it was odd because at the same time, I was just constantly being provided these opportunities to be a leader in some form or fashion. It was a struggle. I didn't want to do it, but I felt like I had to do it. I was kind of going through this dilemma with my pastor and started talking to me about it. I was like, well, you know, why are you running away from these things? And, you know, started kind of like working through that question. And then he brought up this idea that, you know, it could be something that God was trying to get me involved in. It's the same idea when you hear stories where people like pray for patience, and then God's going to give you a lot of situations to practice that patience. And it may not be good. Yeah, it could be bad or indifferent, right? It's just, but there's going to be situations that are there to like really provide you what you want. We really kind of started discussing what it means to be a leader and specifically what it means to be a Christ-like leader. And so he provided me a verse that I kind of held on to and it's Mark 10 and it's verses 43 to 44. And he says, well, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. And so I really took that to heart and I really tried to put that into action. And so instead of thinking or acting like that sage on the stage or looking for some kind of notoriety that people tend to think of when they think of leadership, I really tried to work more be- like behind the scenes and to lift others up through my actions. So here's the situation of being a leader. How can I look at it in the lens of being that servant and helping the people that asked me to, to step in, have them be upfront instead of myself? I really like how you phrase that, working behind the scenes to lift others. For me, that's the quintessential perspective of what it means to lead and practice leadership. Right. Yeah, fully agree. Like I said, that phrase, 
it really helped turn around. Like when I think of like leadership coming at you, different examples, not even like lead this project, you help run this group, or can you just step in and provide your expertise in here? Those are all leadership situations. I really wanted to kind of like reframe how I looked at it. And it really kind of brought more joy into being asked to be, to step in instead of like that stress that I mentioned earlier, that worry of, well, if I don't do it the perfect way, then it's not going to be good. And it really kind of released me by looking at like those leadership opportunities in this different light. It was really no longer about me. It was all about the people in the group that were asking me to do something. I really started embracing all these leadership opportunities and it helped tremendously. And one of those things too, is that when it comes to that phrase and being a servant, being a leader, you want to do it with like all your might. There could be opportunities where if you're tasked to be a leader, you've got to do it with all the zeal that you can. It's not one of those things where you just want to like phone it in a little bit. Apostle Paul also mentions in Romans 12, verse 8, where the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal. And so that was another thing that kind of helped me embrace all these leadership opportunities. I was asked to come into a situation where an instructional designer was struggling with how to develop a course instead of just taking it over and leading that way. Like, let me just do it. You know, how can I coach them up and to do it the right way or, or just to do it to what the, the client really wanted and really just kind of like knocking it out, jumping into every situation, trying to lift that person up. Just going in and doing it yourself doesn't help that person in the least bit. It may help the client, but it ends up becoming a burden to you when you constantly, continuously do that. Well, correct. And then you're going to get more of those situations and you're no longer the leader, you're the doer. You're always going to be asked to just, well, well, just give it to Alex and he'll just do it instead of having those other people do it themselves. That's one of the biggest challenges to a lot of teams, people who are new with management. It's so much easier just to do a task themselves rather than to delegate it. The person doesn't know how to do it or doesn't do it to the level that it needs to be done. Going in and coaching and supporting that person, that's how you get high-performing teams. Yeah, and that's a major piece to that idea of working with others, that delegation is a key leadership to uh, quality. Part two, empowering a subject matter expert. Several organizations have their own training department. This is a field that sometimes is called talent development and also learning and development. The process for developing training for employees is complex. It requires a lot of moving parts, project managers, people called instructional designers who actually develop the materials for training, but you also need subject matter experts. Sometimes people in the field call them SMEs, which is short for SMEs. Alex shares a story when he was working in training with instructional designers and subject matter experts, or SMEs, or SMEs. And he talks about a challenge that he and his team encountered during one of these projects. Here's Alex to explain. While I was working with XPO Logistics, I was a program manager. There was a project where we were transitioning some learning content from one medium to another. So we were taking some PowerPoint material and putting it into a web-based training, some type of e-learning. So I was working with the content owners and the SMEs. They wanted to make sure that their content kind of stayed with the original goal. And then, of course, working with the instructional designers and making sure that it looked fresh and it wasn't PowerPoint anymore. I was managing this project and we started getting some delays based on the timelines here that we had. And 
it was tough. It was always, you know, had conversations and had updates with the, all the stakeholders and trying to tell them, hey, we're going to miss this one deadline for this one push of content. And of course, they were willing to work with me the first time and even the second time. And so I had to really kind of figure out why are these delays keep happening? You know, I started having this one conversation. There was a SME who was providing a lot of feedback near the end of the process. It was pretty harsh and almost kind of had to go back and you had to recreate all four or five models modules each time. And they had to like kind of start from scratch from each one. It was really providing some intense feedback. And it was trying to figure out, man, why, why is this? So we tried a couple of things. I said, well, how about we get you, instead of at the end, when the piece is done, let's get you a storyboard. Um, let's get you kind of like a, a beta version of the training first, and then you can provide your feedback. And so we tried that for a module or two. It was the same thing. It was still really harsh. Didn't like any of it. Start from scratch. But it helped, right? Because at least we can incorporate that feedback a little bit faster. Yeah, you go through less iterations. Correct. What I did, I ended up just kind of like calling him. You know, I said, I really got to get to the bottom of this. He's hurt my deadline. I give him a call. I say, man, how can we make this work? You know, what's going on? And he said, well, through conversations, he really just said that we created this content. It was at me where he wanted to make sure that his original piece was still ringing true through the end. So he was kind of just holding on <laughs> to what he created versus what that new medium kind of brought to it, where there's a little bit more pomp and circumstance, a little less words uh, on the screen. He was really just kind of holding on to that content, didn't want to change it. And so I really you know, worked through that with him. And I said, well, let's get you involved. Like, let's just kind of change the way we redesign it. So instead of taking your PowerPoints and just converting them, let's get you involved in a like a storyboard session. So we got the instructional designers and him together. We mapped out some meetings. And they started like kind of talking through slide by slide, like this is what we want to do. And this is how it's going to work. Kind of going through that storyboard process with them. Through that, it was tremendously better. You know, for the rest of the project, we ended up hitting the deadlines just fine. And we ended up um, actually kind of delivering a little early. It was just that idea of having that conversation with somebody when there's that roadblock, trying to figure out why. And that was one of the things that I did do at first. I just kind of try to push through it, but trying to get down to the root cause of like, why is this happening? Why is this gentleman coming in with so much criticism? I mean, that's what it was, right? He was just worried or sad or upset that his content was changing. And so once I kind of gave power to that, once I recognized the fact that what he was going through, he changed his tune and he was a great champion for the effort after it went live free generation. It's interesting. He started out by being at the end of the process, then closer to the beginning of the process, and then at the beginning of it yep. to really meet his needs, but also the needs of the new medium. Right. Because of that, it gave him a little bit more work, whereas before we were trying to give him less work and putting him near the end. But putting him at the very beginning, he was able to voice his concerns and champion his own work. You know, it worked out for everybody. Part three, being respectful. There's a great deal that goes into being effective at leadership. Some of the most crucial concepts of leadership are the easiest to understand, but often aren't practiced or practiced consistently. Alex advises us on some of the fundamentals of leadership. These are concepts that we really need to make an effort to try to follow. Here's Alex with his advice. I challenge folks to let people be heard, really to try to humble yourself in your leadership, listen to others, and therefore at the end, you can share the win with others too. 
right? So turn away from this pompous attitude of being a leader, being in front, and really just try to give credit where credit is due. Pay attention to the people that are helping make the project happen or the situation come through. I believe, you know, by doing that, that skill will grow and it'll become easier as time passes. And you'll probably reap the benefits because more people will come looking for you more and you'll be able to make that larger impact with, with the team or with the, with the group that you're a part of. And I think there's a piece to that that could be added on to what you just said, and that is thanking people and showing some appreciation for what they've done. Once you've given them the opportunity, you enabled them and you're supporting them rather than trying to take charge and own it all. That's right. Giving a definitely giving credit where credit is due, I think is it's huge. Nothing is worse when you are a part of a team and the leader takes it all upon themselves and says, Yeah, I delivered this to you. And everybody else in the room is like, Well, actually, I did a lot of it. Then how come you didn't drop my name in there? So yeah. I just read an article last night where someone stated pay does not equal acknowledgement and thank you. <laughs> They're two mm-hmm. different That's things. Right. I think some people don't do those two parts where you allow other people to have a voice and show appreciation when they contribute. I have three daughters and we always mention that please and thank you go a long way. Yeah. (laughs) So that's something that is also a little tidbit that I think helps. My thanks to Alex Camaro. If you'd like to learn more about Alex, go to the show notes. And if you have a question or comment, go to unlabelleadership.com, click the message icon, and you can leave a voicemail message for up to one minute. I'd like to thank those who contribute to the show. Your donations make a difference because this is an all-volunteer service. Lastly, I'd like to thank you for listening. Until next time, lead on!